Hey everyone, I'm Brittany Chambers, your host, and welcome to the Equine Lesson Program podcast, the podcast that gives you tips, tricks, and strategies to begin, operate, or enhance your equine lesson program. So let's get to it. Hello, 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 everyone. As the year 2023 comes to a close soon, now is the perfect time to roll out any new structural designs for your program or any new policies, procedures, or administrative processes, things like that. It is a perfect time to do that in the new year. So today we are going to be talking about preventing burnout. I'm going to give you eight tips on things that you can do to prevent burnout. I remember when I had first left corporate America and I started running my academy full time, I burnt out in the first year. And I just sat there and really thought to myself, this is something that I cannot keep doing. I cannot keep going at this pace. I was working six days a week or six days a week from 7 a.m. to about 4 p.m. And it was it was one of those things where I was like, when do I get my break? So I had to really sit down, look at my program and evaluate some things. So let's get to it. Number one, move your program into sessions. And what I mean by sessions is chunk your program into six, eight or 10 week blocks. I have been using the eight week model and it has been working amazing. And what I mean by that is you are eight weeks on and on the ninth week you take that week off and then you do eight weeks on and on the ninth week you take that week off. This will benefit you because mentally you will have your next break. You will have your whole entire year planned out and you will know when you could take your vacations, when your breaks will be, your clients will know your whole entire schedule. You know, it's your schedule's literally projected for the entire year. Your horses will stay fresh because they will have an off week. They won't be continuously going. Your staff will stay fresh. They will appreciate the time off as well because they will be able to plan whatever they have going on, you know, during your breaks. When you plan ahead like this, you will also be able to budget and, you know, for the off weeks, and it will balance out because if you take that time off and give your staff some time off to um, the staff hours will at least be reduced. So you won't have such a large payroll or normal payroll that period. So I highly suggest looking into this and how I chunk my academy into sessions. I literally start at the first of the year And I count eight weeks, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That ninth week is the off week. And what I also do is because we are open on weekends, anytime there is a fifth weekend in the month, we take one of the weekends off because most of the time families are only paying for the four. So that fifth week, it's kind of a free week. There's probably about four or five weekends you can squeeze in throughout the year, but that is something that also helps. So move your program into sessions. That's the first one. Number two, get rid of the headache clients and or the horses if you can. Not all clients and not all horses are worth your money. Now, I completely understand if you're not in a financial situation to do this to fire clients, 
but really take a look at your roster and see which clients are causing you the most trouble. They will wear you out little by little. There's, it only takes one bad apple and you will start to go crazy, I promise. So if it is possible, it is totally fine to say, I don't think we are the program for you. I don't think we are a good fit for you based on your needs and your request. You know, so um, here is when we end the relationship. Side note, always make sure you have in your policies that you give to clients that you can amend services at any time. You can cancel them out and fire them as a client anytime. Promise that is something that you will want to have. So number that's number two, get rid of headache clients or horses if you can. Number three, make yourself less, less accessible to clients. And what I mean by this, we can spend all day texting, emailing, messaging clients, trying to get schedules down the whole nine yards. But it's okay to set a boundary. Don't respond to clients after a certain time of the day. You know, you can go by normal business hours. After 5 p.m., I'm shutting it down. I'm not responding to emails, not responding to texts. You don't even have to respond on weekends. You can go by normal business hours, right? So that will also give you a peace of mind and your clients will know, oh, it is in the evening time. She'll probably respond in the morning. Yes, I will respond in the morning. And have separate applications on your phone for communication. So there is the free texting Google app. There's so many other free texting apps that you can use and you're able to turn off these notifications. So that way you could check your messages at will. The same for your email. If you have a business email, turn off the notifications and check them at will or set your phone if it's possible to do it in their settings where after this time, I will not receive notifications from this application have all of your communication go through those apps where you can turn them off because I promise you it is out of sight, out of mind. Now, I understand if you run a boarding facility, have horses there, things may be different, but you can ask your clients to only contact you on an emergency case-by-case -case basis. Don't let them just have free will. You don't want to be sitting down eating dinner with your family and then, you know, you get this text asking to reschedule. That's not cool. That can go to the email and that can wait until tomorrow. So try to set up your phone or if you have a work phone, you know, just turn that phone off after a certain time, but just keep the communication, you know, less accessible to you because you have to keep your sanity. We all know that we can get caught up in this business and be working on it all day, but certain things can wait until tomorrow and they can wait until your working time. So that's number three, make yourself less, less accessible to clients. Number four, have solid policies and procedures. This will set the tone and it does tie back into number three. If you have your solid policies and procedures, it will set boundaries and clients will not take up your time because they know these policies and procedures. For example, if someone wants to reschedule, they have to send an email or a text to this certain specific number. They will not be contacting your personal phone number. They all know, oh, if I need to email or if I need to reschedule, I need to go to this email. Hey, that's also the email that you turn off during a certain time. So have your processes a certain way to where they know what to expect. For example, 
when we get applications to my program, they know applications are responded two to three days a week. I believe it's either Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or it's Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, but, you know, we have set days. So it's like when you put in your application, you know that you will be getting this response on one of these days. So if you have it in your policy somewhere, hey, if you send an email to this email, you will get a response within 24 to 48 hours. Have that so that way they aren't hounding you. They know what to expect. All of these should be in your policies and procedures and it will make the processes so much smoother and clients will know your boundaries because you're setting them and it's not personal, it's just business, right? So number four, have solid policies and procedures. Number five, find something else that you enjoy doing. We could be at the barn all day, fiddling with stuff, messing with horses, doing all that, but find another hobby. What is something else that you like to do? Do you like to draw? Do you like to read? Do you like to journal? You know, do you like to go hiking? Find something else for you to do and make time for it. This will help your mental health not become so consumed with your work. I feel like all horse people, yes, we can be workaholics because there is something that always, always, always needs to be done. But find something else that you enjoy, whether if it's food, then hey, find a new restaurant or somewhere to go out to eat every week. Just something to pull you out of the business, out of the horse world and give you a breath of fresh air. So that's number five, find something else that you enjoy doing. Number six, Delegate tasks if you can. If you have that super, super dedicated teenager at the barn or competent, you know, person, whether it be adult, teenager, whatever, let them spend a little bit more time at the barn so they can help you out. If they want to be around the horses more, have them fill water buckets, have them fill hay bags, have them prep grain, have them organize the, you know, the tack room. They can hang blankets. They can do stuff. And I know it may be time consuming to teach certain people. I get it. We are in lessons. We are busy. But if you can invest time in one person to kind of bring them up as your assistant, if you already don't have a paid one, delegate those tasks because we all know blanketing and unblanketing horses, they could take quite, quite a bit of time. If you don't have automatic waters, Scrubbing water buckets, that can take some time. Cleaning stalls takes time. Grooming all the horses up takes time. So all those little things that can really take time, find someone to delegate that to. Don't feel like you have to overwhelm yourself with it. Let that person show up an hour before their lesson and say, hey, you know what'll help if you could do all the water buckets and fill the hay bags for me, right? So number six is delegate tasks. Number seven, Find time for a break in your day, if possible, when you're giving lessons. During the summer, it is so hot out there, you need to find time to stand in front of a fan, drink your water, get something to eat. I know how rough it can be when you are going back to back to back from, you know, eight to four, however long you teach lessons. We could be out there teaching all day and forget to eat, forget to get something to drink. If you could just schedule that 15 minutes to catch your breath, I know what I do is what I have my advanced students. I kind of take my break when they're taking that 10 to 15 minutes to get their horses groomed up and tacked up. That's when I sit down, rest my feet, eat my sandwich, and they know that, you know, 
But if you have a day full of beginner lessons where you can't really take your eyes off of them, just try to schedule some time in, maybe after two or three lessons, give yourself a break, go to the restroom, take a breather, you know, eat, drink, and just kind of catch your breath. That is so important throughout the day. The breaks go fast. I know if you are already taking them, but they really do help when you do get them in the middle of the day. Last but not least, number eight, say no. If they don't fit, don't force it. And what I mean by that is if a client, if you don't think a client is right for your program, don't take them. It is completely fine to say, I don't think I'm a good fit for you. I don't think your horse is a good fit for me, or I would actually be the one to benefit your horse if you're taking horses in for training. Say no. Clients will push, 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 and try to push their way into your door if they really want to be with you. But if you feel deep down in your heart and your gut is telling you they are not a client you would enjoy working with or that you feel they could benefit from your services, same with horses, say no. And also say no if you have that one person who constantly wants to reschedule. This is where policies and procedures come in. But if you have that one person asking for scheduled changes or reschedules or different time slots, different horses, because they don't want to ride that horse, it is all right to say no. Don't feel that you have to make everybody happy because if you try to make everybody happy, especially in this industry, you will drive yourself nuts because we have all done with those deal, dealt with those parents who want their kids to run faster, jump higher, ride longer, do this discipline, do that discipline, want to go to shows. And, you know, you know good and well that the person, that the client isn't ready or they need to put some more skin in the game and get their own horse. But, you know, some parents get a little uh, funky with that when you tell them, hey, you got to start coughing up more money if you want to make it up in the levels, you know, or they feel that your program, that your lessons have to come beneath all of the other kiddos, um, you know, other extracurricular activities. And that's not true. You need to make sure that you are a top priority and you're not going to keep bending over backward every time one of the, one of your clients wants to switch sports or activities. So say no, it is all right. You don't have to make everybody happy. All right. So let's run through them again. Eight things to prevent burnout. Move your program into sessions. Get rid of the headache clients. Make yourself less accessible to clients. Have solid policies and procedures. Find something else that you enjoy doing. Delegate your task. Find time for a break in your day and say no. Now, I understand these might not work for everybody because all of our programs are different. There are no two programs that are the same. They might be similar, but they are not the same. And I understand I went through all the stages in my program from two students to a, over 100 students. So I get it. So please just take the pieces that you feel will benefit you. Maybe write some down. That way you can apply them in the future. I also wrote a blog about this. If you want to go back and read it, it is on my website, brittanychorsemanship.com. You will see the blog there. Make sure to check out my group on Facebook, Building Equine Lesson Programs. Thank you all for listening today, and until next time.
Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. You can find full show notes listed under the episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Until next time.